0: Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Classic rock band Jefferson Starship lands at the historic Maryland Theater in Hagerstown, Maryland next Tuesday. I spoke with singer and guitarist David Freiberg about the band's biggest hits, evolving from Jefferson Airplane's White Rabbit to Jefferson Starship's Miracles to Starships We Built This City.
1: My name is David Freiberg, and I'm a singer and guitar player. With Jefferson Starship.
0: Awesome. Now uh, we we've known and loved the band forever, in you know all of its iterations. But uh, you know, what can we expect to you know at this specific show um, in Hagerstown? Is there? Do you throw any holiday stuff in there, or is it the hits from over the years, or what we got? I
1: don't. I, we haven't talked about any holiday stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, we, you can expect to hear things from the whole Jefferson experience, from Jefferson Airplane all the way up. Through our new release that's out now, of Mother of the Sun.
0: Awesome. Well, um, you you mentioned Jefferson Airplane, and then of course we will get to Jefferson Starship. But whenever I have someone like you on, I, I like to move chronologically if we can. So, you know, talk about you know how the band was actually founded back in in the Airplane days.
1: Okay. Well, I ju- actually, well, when they founded Jefferson Airplane, I was I was in the band called Quicksilver Messenger Service at that point mm-hmm. in time. But I joined Jefferson Airplane in 1972, which turned out to be the, the end of the Jefferson Airplane.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure you've heard the story, at least from the other band members, of how the band got together in the 60s, right?
1: Oh, well, I was there. I was there. Yeah. No, Paul and I, Paul Kantner and I were, were great friends, actually, before that. And, um, and he let me, I don't know how, how far to go into this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I want to hear it all. Well, at least, you know, the condensed version, if you could, <laughs> but I love, I love to hear though, how the origin of the band actually came together. Okay. Well,
1: I had been arrested for possession of less than an ounce of pot. Okay. And he came to visit me in jail.
0: <laughs> I <laughs> love
1: I, it. <laughs> and he told me that he told me that they, that he'd met he and Marty Ballin were putting together a band and they thought they were going to call it Jefferson starship. And I said, that sounds wonderful. You know? And and that, that's where I learned about it. And uh, so eventually they let me out of jail because you know they, they would have had to feed me. So they let me out.
0: <laughs> so it was no joke. It was talking through the glass of jail. <laughs> no lie, no lie. That is so, so cool. All right, so you're in there, you're in there because you know, you'd know you already known him years before. So obviously if he comes- Yes, to visit- we, were,
1: we were gonna become great great folk singers. We we're gonna form a, a folk singer and duo, and we moved to Los Angeles. And we were hanging at a, we we lived on in Venice, California. And uh, David Crosby would come over. This was before he was in the Birds. Sure. So, I mean,
0: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, so that's
1: that's where that started.
0: I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, um, you know, so obviously you didn't you didn't join until you know seventy two, but
1: I, I I I I I ended up. I uh, was starting up Jeff uh, Quicksilver Messenger Service, and we all played together, you know, around the San Francisco area, and made records. And then, when, after I left Jeff uh, Quicksilver, <clears throat> Marty Ballin had left Jefferson Airplane, and Paul and Grace asked me if I if I'd uh, come join them and and sing. And so Great. I did
0: awesome awesome well um real quick i mean you mentioned grace so obviously everyone's talking about grace slick i mean iconic yes, iconic grace slick, yes. voice iconic stuff what do you think i mean i know and i know some of these songs um predated you actually joining the band but obviously you were following along and you guys are all friends so um you know yes. what what made grace's voice and and just so commanding on let's say somebody to love and you know white rabbit those kind of songs
1: her, her poise her poise and her and and her her sense of presence on stage was unique to her to her nobody else was like her
0: but it comes up you translate on the record too it's not just on stage right you know you can it, when you put on that album oh,
1: that was that
0: was her presence
1: came through the microphone also
0: <laughs> absolutely well yeah, what you, about the? I mean I'm sure you guys still perform some of those early I mean they predated you actually joining the band but I'm sure you still perform do you still perform some of those songs that like do you still do somebody to love in the set at Hagerstown
1: Uh, i'm pretty sure we will do somebody to love probably white rabbit also
0: well this is all for me to get individual sound bites for my purposes but (laughs) what makes somebody to love such a such a great jam why do you think it's still i mean everyone's people kids today still know that song
1: isn't it amazing
0: (laughs) why do you think it works so well
1: actually during 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 the uh during the pandemic we were looking around for something to do and i i it was, it was the, bus. the Red Sox, Fenway Park wanted us, asked us if, if we could do, do something. And, and we were all locked in our own studios, you know. So we all got out our, our iPhones and, and, and recording studio and, and videoed ourselves playing our parts on somebody to love and singing them. And, and, and we ma- everybody sent, sent the parts to a central location and we mixed it down and and, and v- edited the video and, and have a version of Somebody to Love. That's, pro- you could probably find that if you looked up Fenway Park, uh, Jefferson Starship, you'll probably find that video there of us. It's individually doing it in, in separate places, but yeah, it, it came out really good.
0: Awesome, yeah, everyone uh, you know hit, hit YouTube and try to find that Fenway Park and Somebody you know, to Love.
1: Good, and good luck. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh i assume you also still do white rabbit talk about why that worked i mean that was sort of like the alice in wonderland imagery i mean that was i mean great the great late 60s with some trippy heady heady uh acidy time (laughs) but why do you think that worked with all that alice stuff
1: well of course it won't work because one pill makes you larger, one pill makes you oh, come on
0: <laughs> <laughs> It's not even it's not even hidden that's it's right there in the lyrics.
1: <laughs> it's, it's pretty overt yeah yeah
0: pretty overt stuff but it still works even today even in a different time source. Oh
1: yeah well, yeah yeah you know we, we, are, we don't try to make it sound just like the record or anything like that. We play it as if we were playing it but respecting respecting its roots, let's say very much so anyway
0: yeah exactly
1: so so expect them you know a kind of kind of uh say i don't want to call it up to date as if that was dated but you know we're playing it like we're playing it
0: sure sure well by the way i'd be remiss if i don't ask you about when airplane played uh woodstock there in 69 i mean i know you joined them after but did the band ever have any good stories i mean because they gosh that the night they played i guess it was a saturday they closed after Grateful Dead, CCR, Janis Joplin, Sly and the Family Stone, and then The Who, and then Jefferson Airplane was the last one after all those crazy uh, headline opening acts. They,
1: they came on in the morning, actually,
0: like eight a.m. Like it was an all-night oh, yeah. affair, right? Yeah, <laughs> maniac breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> did they have? Did they have any good stories that they relate to you that you could share with us? I mean, how, how, If you're going on at eight a.m. after all those guys, what do you do? Do you sleep? Do you eat breakfast? What do you do?
1: um uh, i i think they stayed up all night <laughs> <laughs> and they're pretty i don't know with you know with what how many half a million people there
0: wow i mean so, yeah i mean it, yeah, so
1: like, that that would that would keep you awake <laughs> yeah, you, Ab, alert.
0: you got abby hoffman interrupting the who right before you come on stage i mean man it what a i mean different time but wow yeah, what a was, night that was nuts did you get to go see him Where were you Was that when you were um Sidelined, if you will. I was back. I no, I
1: was back. I was playing with Quicksilver, and uh, we were making a recording, an album uh, with Nikki, uh, with Nikki Hopkins, back in San Francisco.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he had just finished making an album with Jefferson Air, Jefferson Airplane, too. They their Volunteers album. And so he, <laughs> they asked him to come back and play play with them at Woodstock. So he he was there.
0: Right, Nikki Hopkins was on stage with them. Yep. At Nikki, wow. Yeah, at Wow, wow, what yeah. a cra- what a crazy time! Yeah. All right, well, so you said you joined uh, Jefferson Airplane in in seventy two. So right. obviously, you, you know, it sort of rebrands with a slightly different lineup for Jefferson Starship in seventy four. So shortly after that. So what, what? Um, you know, maybe for maybe some younger listeners that might not remember, and they've heard of both both band names, but explain to them why why the shift in the name and the lineup. Well.
1: On, uh, Paul and Grace and I, uh, we, Paul and Grace had some obligate, <coughs> obligations to the record company, <coughs> excuse me, to the record company to, um, um, for, for two records. And so, uh, you know, we just produced them, the three of us kind of produced both of them. One, one was called Baron von Tolbooth and the Chrome Nun, which is a, a bunch of songs and then another was a a solo album for Grace which was basically the same people and we used people from the bay area I mean Jerry Garcia's on both of those and you know yeah you know pretty much and and some of the Jefferson Airplane was on there too I think Jack Cassidy's probably playing on there even Yorma and people that were going to end up being in Jefferson Starship and uh and put those out and when it came time we realized that we didn't have a band to play. Jefferson Airplane just seems to it seemed to have fallen apart because of disinterest to, in being Jefferson Airplane by the, the members. <laughs> you know, Yorm and Jack were off doing playing in a band called Hot Tune and doing their own thing. And so we said, well, what do we call this? We got to go out and play. And so Paul had, had made a uh, an album of his own. His first solo album is called Blows Against the Empire, about a bunch of hippies hijacking the very first starship and uh going out into outer space and populating the universe you know something like that and he called he called he put in whoever's playing on that was on that album called it the jefferson starship crew and so obviously we were going to call it jefferson starship so we did
0: it's a natural evolution from an airplane to a starship
1: (laughs) got to go along
0: well, uh, yeah, and then, um, you know, in the in those Jefferson Starship days, um, I know our listeners will probably remember, gosh, there were so many, like Miracles and right With Your right. Love and Count on Me and Jane and there's Find Your Way Back. There were so many, but um, I, which one of those, you know, I'm not talking Starship, which is later, but that Jefferson Starship middle period there, what sort of songs might be on the set list from that period?
1: Uh, you just named them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, Do you have a personal favorite from that particular era? miracles or what do you got?
1: Oh, it's like asking you to pick your favorite child. yeah exactly.
0: Well, why do you think miracles work? How did this How did the band uh, how did this sound? Well, actually,
1: actually well actually when we when we put out the very first uh, Jeff, official Jefferson Starship album, Marty came back and sang one song that he had written with Paul. And so the person I replaced came back.
0: <laughs> Funny how that so works. So
1: Martin came back to the band, and Marty Marty wrote miracles, and that was on the second album, uh, Red Octopus. And that that's probably I I think that's probably the well between that or Jane I don't know is probably one of the uh, best sell, best plate you
0: know
1: the highest performing uh, songs that that Jefferson Airplane, Jefferson Starship, ever put out? It's miracles. Usually, miracles is there, then it's Jane, and then find your way back. And
0: oh yeah, definitely. Count
1: on me. I mean, there, there's so many of them.
0: It's so cool how you kept reinventing yourself too throughout all of that. So you know, it was Jefferson Airplane, then Jefferson Starship, and then it came another another iteration, I guess. Starship, you know, you it was initially a continuation of Jefferson Starship. Um, did, however, uh,
1: Paul, however, Paul. Did, Paul left the band because he didn't like the the direction it was going because and eventually I left because it wasn't what I did either and uh, uh, it was a, it was a produced band that, that's what they wanted to be the majority of the band wanted to be produced what do you and, mean like that
0: new eight a new 80s that new 80s sound over, very overly produced
1: yes well I don't know overly they were produced they were produced and And all of the songs were, had to be guaranteed hits. So they came from outside writers and the band didn't write the songs.
0: I see what you mean. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. So wait, what year did you, what year did you actually bounce from the the band?
1: I bounced out. Paul left in 1980. Sometime in 1985. And I left shortly afterwards.
0: Okay. So you were there um, for, for what was it? Knee knee deep in the hoopla. I guess that was the,
1: I, I, I left. I left just as they started that album.
0: Ah, okay. Well our listeners will definitely remember we built the city and Sarah and all that off of that. So any do you have any tidbits on that or it was that completely after you had left?
1: That that was that was after I left. Not, not that I just I didn't dislike the songs or anything like that. It just wasn't what I was what I was used to doing. I I'm used to, you know, rather than just being play what I'm told, you know what I'm <laughs>
0: Right. So it was so for you, it was, you know, for, for those songs. And then I guess what? Nothing's going to stop us now was another one after that. But you're saying that those were sort of written by outside writers and produced well, were, uh, rather than organic. You guys wrote them.
1: They were written by outside writers and uh, nothing wrong with that. I love I love all those songs. And Don Donnie Baldwin was who's playing drums with us and, and singing harmonies with us right now. What remained in the band? So he was there for, for all of that. Okay. And, so, uh, so as a matter of fact, if you, you will probably you, you could hear, uh, we built this city. Nothing's going to stop us now, Sarah. You know, we, we'll we'll do the songs. I have no problem singing them.
0: Ah, so at Hagerstown, when people come to the Maryland Theater, they'll they'll uh, probably still hear those songs too.
1: Yeah, we, we might do any of those. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, you have so, such a big catalog; it's almost hard to to choose from it.
1: <laughs> yeah, you no, know, it, it got real confused because the record company would end up putting out compilation of hits and they combined jefferson starship and starship songs on the same album and so people just started thinking that jefferson starship you know ca- casual casual listeners wouldn't know the difference you know what i mean
0: yeah so, when really it was only what so people
1: think? will come come to come to a jefferson starship show and expect to hear their wedding song which is nothing's going to stop us now and <laughs> you know and so so we decided we decided after after Paul passed away, to go ahead and sing those songs because, because you know they're just they're they're really good songs. Why why not sing them?
0: Right, I don't want,
1: we don't want to disappoint somebody that didn't hear their weddings. Anyway, Donnie's Donnie played on the album and sang on them, so you know we're not
0: <laughs> exactly. I hear what you're saying. If people show up to hear a song like their their I don't want I don't to to want it to be disappointed. Exactly. You know, well, there probably weren't songs- many white rabbit songs, white rabbit's not as good of a wedding song <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh no, but there are other you know there were Jefferson starship songs that would be good wedding songs oh, miracles yeah, right. would be a good one
0: <laughs> yeah exactly well it's kind of i mean i don't know the all these years later i guess it, it may i guess it makes sense to fold it all in under the one giant umbrella no, but <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I i i could safely say if you're coming to hear a specific song that was your favorite
0: the chances are we'll probably do it <laughs> i would say that's that's pretty safe that's yeah. pretty safe so where so where were you then um when the band let's say i know they they were in the rock and roll hall of fame in 96 i get what i guess you were you sort of just sort of had to watch from afar i guess it was just the original lineup that that went in
1: yeah it was just the original lineup that went in i think yeah
0: right well you still got to sit there and probably be you know a proud uh what brother sibling well,
1: I'm, there <laughs> I'm, proud. I'm, I'm proud of them. sure
0: Absolutely, and I know Jefferson Airplane got the Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award in 2016. I mean, the the accolades keep rolling in. I mean, it's
1: they they got well, they got that, and Grace didn't sing on it, but she she insisted that Kathy, our lead singer, sing sing, uh, somebody to love at the performance on the on the television show. And if you go back and find that, you'll see that Kathy's playing with Yorman, Jack, and whoever else was playing. (laughs)
0: <laughs> right right. well remind our listeners yeah about who who is the lead singer now because obviously grace doesn't tour with y'all anymore no, but uh...
1: it's kathy richardson who's been the lead singer since 2008 so she's been with quite a while
0: and and dish on what makes her yeah well she's got some pipes that, that can match up right with with grace right
1: she has her own pipes She she can sing she can sing pretty near anything she wants <laughs> and she's a great performer she's 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 magnificent
0: that's so great I love well but where does this fall before we run i'm curious where does this fall in terms of you know you all getting back out there after covid it's been a weird gosh crazy insane like almost two years now but uh when did you all get back out touring again
1: uh <clears throat> actually we did two gigs d- during the uh the pandemic around october november and uh and we none of us got COVID from it, so <laughs> all well, of
0: that—that's that's good. I'm glad you're staying safe. And, and
1: sure. I guess we started up around the beginning of June, 2021, going back out pretty steadily.
0: Awesome. Is and there? there- is there a oh, song, when you're out on stage, it must be really great to be back in front of a live audience again. I mean, you know what I mean? Like there's, when you were sidelined for a while, like ever, the whole industry was shut down for a while pretty much. But does it, is it just like so exciting to look out and see a crowd singing your songs back finally again?
1: Oh yeah, we, it was driving us nuts, not being able to play because that's, that's how this band, you know, this band was the uh, band that uh, was playing with Paul when he passed away. You know, and, and uh, this exact man actually, and uh, and the family asked us to to keep doing it, and we were happy to because we actually it, we <laughs> this this is all of our favorite thing to do.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Is we, well, I just, you know, before we run, I just, I rattled off a ton of, you know, the actual hits on the radio that we all, we all remember from all versions of the band. But for you personally, was, is there like, was there a song or an, or an album that, you know, you, th- you thought kind of went too far into the radar that never got enough love that you personally thought was one of your best work, like an, a hidden gem that we should try to seek out?
1: <laughs> uh, no, they all got recognized. Jefferson's, jefferson starship albums all got recognized pretty well the new one the mother of the sun
0: well tell us about the, that the newest one yeah, that yeah, came, that, on that came
1: out that came out uh we let it we let that come out in the middle of the pandemic because it was done and and w- even though we couldn't go out and play we decided to release it because it was finished and so so now now and a year later we're we're out promoting it so that that has a has a song that was written by Grace and and Kathy and Jude Gold, our lead guitarist, um, called "It's About Time," which uh, Kathy Kathy was watching the women's marches in two thousand seventeen January, and they were amazed at how how much it looked like Grace remarks how much it looked like the sixties when <laughs> the stuff that was going on back then. And Kathy said, "Yeah, we should write a we should write a women's anthem about this about women's empowerment." And she said, "Wouldn't you, would you like to would you like to write the song with me?" And Grace said, "Yes, I think." I'll, and a couple couple of months later, some lyrics came in an envelope to Kathy's house, and and there's the song called "It's About Time."
0: I love it. Well, yeah, our listeners. And before that's, they on hit- that,
1: that's on that. that it's on Mother of the Sun. It's out there. And then we all, and we'll, we, we'll do maybe one or two or three songs from, from that album in addition.
0: Great. Well, yeah, encourage exactly. our listeners to go check out, to go pick up a copy of Mother of the Sun, listen to it uh, on your way to Maryland Theater, and then you can get all Absolutely. caught up. Awesome. Yeah. Get caught up. Absolutely. If you haven't,
1: al- if you haven't already.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm sure you have. People that are coming to see you, I'm sure, are the diehards um well, well thanks so much for joining us uh final uh, you know just final seconds why why should our listeners come on out if maybe they've seen you a bunch or they've never seen you why come out to hagerstown and see you this time
1: def- definitely should come out because you you won't be sorry you'll be you'll have a good time because we always have a good time
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome well again jefferson starship beams down into maryland theater in hagerstown uh on december 7th so get your tickets now hey thanks so much for doing this Thanks, Jason. It's been
1: a pleasure.
0: All right. Catch you later. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time.